Okay, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode six, and I'm joined by Luke Fossey. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm super excited to do this. I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm excited, too. Now, you and I, we had kind of ran into each other a little while back, and you know, you right away kind of mentioned the podcast, and I was really excited. I, yeah, I'm kind of bad at this. Just, we were just talking about both of us kind of jumping into things and not really knowing what we're doing. Right. Um, so it's fun kind of getting the podcast going and then getting to talk to people well, who maybe don't talk to a ton. I've seen that you started the Luke Nielsen Media, and mm. you were advertising that you did podcasts with your brothers, and then you had Squires on there and the, the guy from Riceville. I yeah, Bryce. Yeah, yep. Yep. And uh, I listen to, I'm on the road all the time for work, so... That's what I do. I listen to podcasts. I get so sick of listening to music, so I'm like, let's listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Well, and that was fun because we got talking about podcasts and like, I listen to this one and this one, and like, it is, it is a lot, like everybody and their cousin has a podcast now, but it's kind of fun, right? Right. You know, and I pick and choose. You know, there's some that I've tried to listen to and I can't get into it, but. I was, you know, I like I said, I envied you that you were doing it. And I'm like, how do you even get into that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I get into everything else, just with no real plan. Right. By right. a microphone. But, uh, well, and then it was cool, too, because, so, I mean, just a little backstory. So you're, what, two years behind me in Two school, years I behind think. you, yep. And, you know, one thing that we specifically got talking about is sort of addressing, like, health concerns and, and different, like, health things that both of us have been through. And, you know, I guess because you were a couple of years behind me in school, you were really kind of closer to like my younger brother, Logan. Right, right. Logan was a year younger than me. Yep. So I kind of got to know him. I mean, the first time I saw him eat a piece of paper, I thought he was the bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be my comedian brother who's been on this podcast twice. And yeah, that was, yeah, he, he was good for a laugh always. Yep, and my brother's real close with your younger brother, Landon. Yep, So. Yep. Yep. So the whole family, you know, I just, I kind of know them all. And Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting when we started talking because, you know, I guess I kind of remember when you were going through a lot of your really challenging health stuff, but like being a couple of years older, like you and I weren't tight at that time. So right. it was sort of like, okay, yep. like I remember that. So maybe like, I guess from my perspective, like I remember when you were in middle school, and that was kind of the time when we were turning around the football program at St. Ansgar. Yep. And it was kind of like, who are the young guys who are coming up who are like those right. athlete guys, those yep. hard-nosed guys? And it was like, oh, man, like just this Luke Fossey, man, he's, he's <laughs> going to be one of those someone. guys. And am I wrong? That's kind of right around when yeah, stuff that's, started. that's when it all started. Um, you know, it... Uh, my thing was wrestling, you mm -hmm. know, and I played football too. I, anything contact, anything where I had a chance to dominate someone, I wanted to jump in. Yeah. And really, you know, looking back, that was, I needed that, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> yep. it, it was, it yeah. was, uh, and I, you know, I grew up in a good household, uh, mom and dad, you know, they, dad made me work, mom, you know, did a lot for me too, but, uh, you know, looking back for what I went through, you know, that kind of mentality got me through a lot of things. Yeah. And so, like, for people who don't kind of know the story, so you got diagnosed with cancer. I did. Yep. So at what age did that happen? It was 2000. Uh, I was between 7th and 8th grade year. Okay. Um, I was actually wrestling, of course, mm -hmm. as always. You know, I didn't play baseball in the summertime. I wrestled in the summertime. Yeah. And I was just... I was gassed. 
like all the time and i i was never gassed yeah you know it was like okay i'm gonna I, i'm training to go to this i'm gonna you know go to this tournament and uh it just got worse and worse and worse and worse so you know we went in got a checkup you know they're they're like wow it's allergy season <laughs> let's uh let's shoot you some you know allegra <laughs> up the nose and then yeah. within like a two-week span or a week span it just got incredibly worse i couldn't even go to practice and that's one thing that i didn't do i didn't miss practice yeah i mean all my friends would be at the pool or something and i'd be like nope i got practice tonight i'm going to practice and i was young i mean between seventh and eighth grade like I said you know and like, don't I got to go to practice, and I, I couldn't even go to practice. And I'm like, something's wrong, something's wrong. Yeah. So. So then, I mean, so then you eventually go in for more. Uh, yeah, I went tests. back to the uh, they they did a chest X-ray. Um, something looked abnormal with my heart, and they're like, "Well, where do you want to go, Rochester or Iowa City?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, you know, the Hawks are in Iowa City, but <laughs> I've heard about this male place. You know, <laughs> yeah, let's let me, yeah, let's go up there." Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was just a whirlwind from there. Okay. So what? Well, what wound up being the official diagnosis? Um, I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And I had a tumor in the che- in my chest on the left side, the size of a softball. Mm-hmm. Um, and what caused my breathing problems was there was a f- sack of fluid that came around my heart. Um, it was causing it to push on my esophagus, so I wasn't getting air. Uh, I couldn't lay flat. You know, I'd have to lay on like a recliner. Sure. And I couldn't recline that far because I, I, I just, so for like a week on top of it, I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, and more than anything, I was pissed I couldn't go to wrestling practice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know yeah. more than anything. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got up there, and, you know, right away I went and seen a heart specialist. They're like, okay, let's go get an ultrasound in your heart area, and then all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. I was put in, like, three different rooms. No idea where my mom and dad were. Um, and then finally, these guys come in, and they're like, okay, we're, we're taking you into surgery. And I was like, Phew, for what? <laughs> you know, like, I am a healthy 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Or 13, whatever it was. I don't you know. I'm not good at math. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that neighborhood. <laughs> you know? So, uh yeah, we did that, and they're like, well, there's a tumor in your chest. We're 90% sure, sure it's cancer. And, you know, I was like, okay, like, where's mom and dad? That's, I, you know, I didn't, I'm like, where are they? Yeah. And they came into the room, and um, that's when the doctor's like, okay, you know, here, I'm a, I'm a, you know, they specialize in that, and we're sure that it's a tumor in your chest that's by cancer. I'm like, so take it out. <laughs> like, just open me up, take it out. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't. It's under all your organs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, dad, first time I've ever seen dad cry. Yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a wrestling season coming up. Don't do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, okay. I'm like, let's do this. Uh, I still got a state title to win, and let's do it. Like, I just didn't care. Like, I there was no emotion. It was like... You stone cold. Yeah, it was like let's do it. Well, and you know that's interesting because I was you know going to ask what your initial reaction was, and that was sort of always my interpretation as an outside observer. Is that seemed to be your approach to it? Is like whatever we have to do next, let's just yeah, do it. it. It really was, and I'm not exaggerating with it. I mean, yeah, I was upset. I didn't. You know, yeah, this isn't ideal for me right now. Yeah, you know, I don't want to go through this, but you know, it it could be worse. You know, I mean, it could have been. If it would have been a heart thing, it would have been worse, probably. You know. Sure. So I was like, let's let's just 
kick it in the butt and let's do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, the days leading up afterwards, uh, they went pretty fast. Um, I remember a few different things. I cried once in two weeks <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I never had, I mean, I wasn't, I was like, okay, I just had a great attitude. And the reason that I had that attitude, and I'm not just saying this because I love the sport, I had the wrestler's mentality. Sure. It was, you go in there to dominate, not just to have a hobby. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is basically the next step. I'm going to go in, and I don't care what they throw at me. I'm going to dominate it. So. That That's awesome. And so, I mean, you know, where it went from there, you're going for the initial surgery. But it was, I mean, a fairly lengthy period of time that you were it, dealing with all this, wasn't it? It it was. Uh, you know, basically it was the initial diagnosis I was in for two weeks. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was still draining the residual fluid around my heart. And uh, then, you know, it was kind of... The first couple days were intensive care, and then it was like to a normal room. They'd actually already started chemo when they operated. Mm-hmm. They didn't even wait to test because they were that sure. Um, I was fine with that, you know. And then they come in and they're like, "Oh, you know, you're young enough. You get to make a wish." <laughs> uh, you know, wish not have this. <laughs> I knew that wasn't possible, so, you know, like... Uh, That's but, really funny. You know, didn't ask that. I didn't, you know, that wasn't, it was like, oh, let me think about it, you know. I mean, I knew, like, okay, like, that's the best thing that comes out of that. Cool. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I went in. We did that. I was in for two weeks, I think. Um, got to go home for a week. Mm-hmm. And started feeling pretty good again. I'm like, all right, like, can I go to the wrestling room or can I go, you know, to the pool or what? And yeah. I still had, you know, some things in my arm, you know, that they were, you know, doing IV treatments and stuff like that. And um, but ended up doing uh, a week in the hospital, a week out of the hospital for six months doing treatment. Okay. Six months came, bam, done. Uh, my doctors called me the Rock. They were <laughs> like, we've never seen this from anybody. You have not gotten sick from chemo. You are still active. You're still running every day. You're still, you know, and again, that goes back to what I had been doing before. Yeah. You know, I had I had a goal in mind and I was going to hit it, mm. you know, and like, I know people say that all the time, like, like especially celebrities and stuff. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a celebrity, you know, like they all got a sob story and I'm not, this isn't a sob story for me. Yeah. This is not who defines me is you know what happened to me mm-hmm. um but you know i did it they cleared me and was like sweet just in time for wrestling season yeah didn't get to play football that year i sat on the sidelines with my friends you know i was like but i really wanted to be on the mat yeah went through wrestled all year uh lost one match because i tore my rotator cuff in the middle <laughs> of the match <laughs> finished the match sat out two meets and then kept going and and then down the road came back i noticed a bulge in my shoulder it didn't feel right felt like my shoulders popping out kept wrestling i didn't get you know i wasn't gassed this time but uh we went up for just a normal checkup you know i'd went back every month once a month and they were like yeah you're you're good you're good and then the third month it was like something might be up here so yeah. it they they re-diagnosed it yeah yep so so same diagnosis same diagnosis um i have my opinions uh, the first time they cleared me, they did a biopsy. Um, the they thought it was dead. I I don't think they went in far enough to, but because the tumor is still there. 
Sure. And I don't think they went in far enough to see if it was still alive inside. They got the outside piece of it, but... And and maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not, but, you know, everybody's got their thoughts, theories, whatever. So yeah. since it came back a second time, they're like, okay, this is going to be a little more intense. You know, we're going to get a little thicker on it. We're going to do, you know, a bone marrow transplant or a stem cell transplant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, like stem cells. I was like, oh, I watched South Park. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But uh ended up having a bone marrow transplant. Everything went great. The same thing. They hit you with intense chemotherapy and just, like, basically kill all your blood cells. Mm-hmm. So they're non-existent to make you, like, you have no immune system. Yeah. And then they give you bone marrow back. But in this case, they were able to give, they took my bone marrow, harvested it, and regrew the bone marrow, and then gave my own bone marrow back to me. Really? So, you know, a lot of times a bone marrow transplant will be somebody else's bone marrow that matches, but... My bone marrow was healthy, so I was able to, you know, have my own. Sure. And fluke of the deal during it, I ended up with a blood disease, and uh, things went downhill. Yeah. You gotta watch my swearing here. I was gonna. No, that's all right. That's, that's all right. <laughs> I was gonna that's say right. a little more. I just put but, a little warning, you know, yeah. when I post it, and you're all yeah. good. Uh, things went downhill. Uh, don't remember much for a couple week period. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like uh, basically all of a sudden. They told mom and dad, like, worst is here. Yeah. You know, like, uh, don't expect much. He's, you know, I was on life support, you know, basically. Um, a story that I <laughs> that I know, and, you know, my brother, like I said, uh, we're, we're all close family. Mm-hmm. My brother knows me probably better than anyone, uh, mm-hmm. besides my wife. <laughs> sure. She probably knows me better now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my brother, especially at the time... Uh, you know, they brought him in, and they're like, you know, is there anything you want to say to him? Like, do you want to say, you know, goodbye or anything? And his thing was, what for? Who's going to come out of this? He yeah. sounds like Darth Vader right now, but, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, he was like, no, he's going to, and the next day, popped out. Really? Yep. So, uh, and I, I just was like, you know, what happened? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the news different? <laughs> well, you know, like I, I didn't, you know, and I, yeah. I knew I was weaker. I knew something was something was up. I'd lost a bunch of weight. Sure. Um, I was like, man, that's easy cutting weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it it just it, what happened was the blood disease, which is super rare, of course. Yeah. Um, somehow I got it. Um, it shut my kidneys down. It shut my heart down. Shut my lungs down. It was shutting my brain down. And everything rolled back around and came back, except for my kidneys. They decided they were just going to drag ass a little. Yeah. So uh, that's when we, you know, started that adventure. Was was uh, I, I, It was like, you got to pee, you got to pee, you got to pee, you got to pee. I'm like, I'm freaking trying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, and it was. Like, I, I had to take time and think about it. And, and it was. Like, going back to a mental state where, like, okay, come on, you do this, you can do this. And it was beyond my control. Yeah. So, so I mean, so timeline wise, we're at like the tail end of your eighth grade year at this uh, point. At this point, we're actually we're actually into the following summer. Okay, summer um, between eighth grade yeah, and freshman I, year. Yeah, my end. I don't know. I remember it as the end of wrestling season. I couldn't finish it out. Right. And you know, like I, I, I was able to wrestle up to the last tournament. I just couldn't go to the state tournament. 
sure. to for middle school state, mm-hmm. and that burned me because I'm like, oh, I only lost once, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. and I dislocated my shoulder or tore my rotator cuff, you know. So, but uh, yeah, so then they finally set up a date. We we're gonna go in. They're like uh, bone marrow transplants, three months, and I was like, okay, so like decorate your room the way you want it, you know, and it, it's you know it's a big deal, and yeah. for the first you know month of it, it was nothing. I was yeah. like, okay, doctors are like, you really are a rock. <laughs> and then, I don't know, something got the best of me, and, and that'll happen, just like it would on the mat or the football field. And Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so then after that, they uh, kind of cleared me. I was able to uh, kind of go the summer with, uh, you know, getting, you know, still up there a lot. Sure. Um, but they they started dialysis treatment on mm-hmm. my kidneys, and uh, and I had no idea what that was. So yeah. dialysis treatment is uh, basically your kidneys aren't working, so they put two very very large needles in your arm, or, or in this case, it started in my chest. They had a port in there, and then they take one of the needles, takes it out, goes through a machine, and it cleans it of all your toxins and everything else, and then puts it back in. I did that three days a week for two years. So I miss a lot of school. Well, and that's kind of, I mean, I guess I remember. So again, you know, you were in middle school. I was in high school at the time. And I, you know, like I talked about, remembered, okay, yeah, this, you know, Fosse kid. And then, you know, kind of people knew that you had cancer. And then you did kind of have that first sort of like, okay, well, yep. he's good. And he's yep. wrestling and yep. like, all's well. Right. And then, you know, I just remember, again, because we weren't, you know, close at that point. So you just, you're kind of getting the information through other people at school. Right, right. And then I remember, like, being at school and people being like, oh, it's like touch and go. Yeah. So I did dialysis for two years, um, you know, and my full mentality is, is you got a lot of school left. You can get back on the mat. It's just going to take a little more time. I lost a bunch of weight, you know, uh, probably more importantly than anything through this, maybe even wrestling. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. My friends are pretty great. <laughs> uh, I had the greatest support group between my family and my friends. And my friends that stuck with me through that are still my very best friends today. I mean, you hear people that go through high school and then they have best friends and then they go off to college and bam, it's over. You never, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't have that. But, you know, I have a group of 10 friends that stuck with me through everything. They came up and visited me. They, you know, they did things with me and they didn't treat me like I was sick. And that's not how I wanted to be treated, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I was not, you know, I was not cancer boy. I wasn't, I didn't want to be that. I was normal. Mm-hmm. I just had some other things going on that I didn't want to deal with, but I had to, Yeah. you know, I, I grew up a lot faster than most people. Well, sure. I mean, I had to grow up fast. You know, it was, it was a lot of staying on my own at the hospital and just kind of, you know, fighting for what I needed or, you know, what I thought was best, making decisions on my own. Um, my family was involved, but I made most of the decisions myself. Sure. You know, like, I think this is the best route. Let's take that, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. So, and, but they had, they, they supported me through everything. And I, I to this day, I mean, you know, and if you know Bryce Nickerson, mm-hmm. his sick, sick, sick sense of humor got me through <laughs> a lot. And we got the same sense of humor. So, I mean, that was... You know, he he would uh, he came up to the hospital one time just uh, wearing pantyhose. So <laughs> that sounds, and well, sounds and, about right. And Seth and Seth Schultz and Palmer Schultz did too. I mean, sure. they were, 
And like, what are you guys doing? People are gonna see that. Like, they don't want that. I don't want them to know you know me. Yeah, I'm be associated with these people. Yeah. So then, you know, so you go through the two years of dialysis, and yeah. then ultimately wind up kidney transplant. Yeah. Well, the dialysis before that happened, uh, before the kidney transplant, I ended up getting sick one night. Like I coughed, and I ended up getting the worst headache I've ever had. And when I say worst headache I've ever had, it felt like somebody's hit me in the back of the head with a bat. Yeah. Over and over and over. And I knew something was off. Because all I did was cough, and it was like, boom. And I was like, man, what is this? And instantly, I was with one of my friends at the time, Patrice Bork. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to take me to my parents' house. I'm like, something's wrong. And it took me there. I'm like, we got to go to Mayo now. And they're like, what's wrong? Should we call? What? I'm like, no, take me there now. Something's wrong. Um so we got up there the whole ride there you know it was i didn't know what was going on i'm like i just got the worst headache you know and i mean it was it wasn't even a headache it was beyond that it was probably the worst pain i've ever felt in my life Mm -hmm. up to that point and uh i remember going through the doors of the emergency room and then it was again i don't remember anything for two weeks i had a stroke really well brain aneurysm Mm -hmm. and uh again popped out of that so you just it was it, the whole thing was like a wrestling match you know like the first six months was like okay that was districts districts <laughs> is always easy yeah, yeah. you know you get through districts and then you're, you're you're gonna face tougher competition when it comes to state yeah and so i went to state and that's when i hit some opponents that were gonna try and take me they mm-hmm. were you know they weren't gonna let me have what i wanted and that you know ultimately what i wanted was to win state yeah. And in this instance, it was, okay, your state medal is going to have to be your life. Mm-hmm. And that's how I took it. I mean, it really was. It, I mean, I, I, didn't, I never came to terms that I was going to not be able to wrestle, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, after that. But, you know, it was like, okay, oh, this guy's ranked second. He's going to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. know it's like, yeah. okay, you know, so that's kind of how I took it. And every time, like, you know, I'd just you know bounce back and finally like before you can have a kidney transplant you have to be two years cancer free okay so and i understand that you know Mm -hmm. um so did dialysis three times a week five hours three times a week did that finally got qualified um they're like okay there's the donor registration list or you can have family members offer you know their body parts up (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep uh, but yeah, so my mom was the first one to jump in, you know, mm-hmm. she qualified for everything. Um, she went through it and ended up being a match and right away we did the surgery and the most screwed up thing about the whole ordeal was we had to check in the same night. Um, she stayed in one hospital in Rochester. I stayed in the other. Really? I'm like, why are you going to drive that organ across town? <laughs> yeah, Why would you do that? Like an unnecessary like, risk, you know. But that's that's how it was. You know, no doctor, but you know? we could have rooms next <laughs> right, to each other. Right. So uh, uh, the night before, like after this, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm exhausted. You know, like through everything that's happened. You know, like oh my god, like you know I'm going kidney transplant was 14 years ago. Yeah. Um. You know, I was exhausted of going through cancer twice, uh, having. You know the the blood disease that shut everything down. I was exhausted from dialysis. Uh, on top of it, you gotta you know gotta throw a stroke in there. Uh, you know all that. Just I was exhausted. I was 
you know, I was probably model patient until this point. Yeah. I just, you know, I was like, okay, I was scared to death. I talked to my friends about it, you know, lots. I was like, uh, okay, okay, you know, January 2nd. Here's the day. Here's the day. We did a lot of stuff beforehand, you know. I'm like, I was terrified of that, that one thing. Never terrified. But, again, going back to my wrestling scenarios, who's not terrified going into a state title match? <laughs> yeah. This you know? is the big one. This is the big one, and it's in front of everybody. Everybody's watching you. And that's kind of how I took it again. I just took it like, you know, I'm going to – you got to do what you got to do. You, you know you can do this. It's just get your head right. The night before, they gave me enough drugs to put an elephant out, and I <laughs> could not sleep. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I was I just paced the halls, you know. And then in the morning, they uh, they took me in. We did surgery, and within, like, four hours, I was peeing on my own. Really? Yep. So, and then uh had to stay up there for just, you know, getting checked over, make sure everything was running right, make sure there was no rejection. Um, after three days after surgery, I put jeans on. My mom didn't wear jeans for like a month afterwards. She's like, how yeah. the hell are you doing yeah. that? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable now. I'm good. Huh. Let's do this. So, so that, that, was, that was everything. And so what age are you at the time of the transplant? I can't remember. I was 16. 16. Okay. Yeah, I was 16. And this all started when you're probably, what, so between 7th and 8th grade, I think you're... I was 13. 13. So, so yep. I mean, so like... A three-year stretch of really, I mean, like, kind of, not only like continuous, but like one thing, and then you think it's a little better, and then oh hey, something worse. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, so, you know, you talked about just your mentality all the time of always like attacking it and stuff like that. Was there any, was there any sort of like anger though of like I'm missing these things like whether it's wrestling or whatever like I'm missing out on these things that I that was kind of my goal before all this. Yeah, I mean I'm 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 still pissed. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not pissed for what happened to me. Yeah, it, yep. I, it probably in the long run it made me a better, stronger person, more, just more you know aware of everything. You know, like keep your friends close. Yeah. Keep, you know, keep your family close, you know, treat everybody good. Um, just, just do everything you can better. Um, I did not take that. I, I was a shitty student in high school, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'll make excuses for that one was I wasn't around all the time. I missed a lot of things. I didn't go to the games on Friday night. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, I didn't get to cruise the loop You know, every time <laughs> yeah. I wanted to cruise the loop or, you know. It was, I missed a lot, you know, and my friends were doing this and that, and I, they, they'll tell stories, you know, and I, I won't remember it, and like, I don't, it is what it is, I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, there was anger at the time, but at the time, there was anger, but it was so far hidden in me that I didn't think about it, because I knew, this is your job, you, you know, basically, I, I, I grew up in those three years, beyond my age, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm probably more of a child now than I was then. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up yeah. and you just said uh, that was your job. You had to go to it every day, nine to five, and you had to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, you, you get fired, it's the end. So, sure. you know, and it wasn't, that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was, I was mad. And then, you know, towards the very, very end of everything, that's more when I was like, okay, man, I'm tired. I'm tired of doing this, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, 
Um, yeah, I had some instances where my temper got me. You know, I uh, I blew up at either family or friends or just just blew up in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I've broken a lot of knuckles. <laughs> Refrigerators are not the thing to punch. <laughs> I imagine that. Uh, I just, yeah, I had that, but, you know, it was like coming with the, you know, it, it was going to come with it eventually. Yeah. You know, you can only take so much before, I don't, I won't say, I never broke. Yeah. I mean, on that, you know, but uh, I think it, it did, uh, it took its toll on me after a while, but then it, it didn't do it until I knew I was like, okay, you're here. You're done after this. You're, you're done. Yeah. And it was. I was done after that, after the kidney transplant. So then, I mean, so I, you know, I imagine you have the follow-up or whatever checkups and things, but then things keep coming back yeah. clear. Yeah. Um, yep. Cancer, we ended up getting 10 years out, and they're like, I, mean, I actually think it was maybe even eight when they were like, we don't need to see you for like three years. Really? And I was like, okay, instead of going back once, you know, it started as... We need to see every two weeks, then we need to see every month, and then it was every other month, and then it was every third month, and then it, you know, it got to like six months a year, so then they kind of stuck on that year, and then it was to a point where they're like, no, we're confident. We got it this time. We're done. Yeah. And so they just kind of let me off, and and now today I'm 19 years cancer-free. You know, actually, I think June will be 19 years, but close enough, I'll yeah. call it, you know. Yeah. And then uh, June's... Or, January 2nd was 14 years post-kidney. Really? Yep. So then, I mean, how how long are you kind of recovering? You know, do you get back to some sort of semblance of the things that you wanted to be doing? Yeah, um, kind of. Um, you know, God bless my mom for giving me a kidney. She gave me an organ. <laughs> yeah. She's still alive today because I might need something else. <laughs> we don't know. You know, yeah, I, yeah. and thank her for doing that because I recovered a lot better than she did. She just went downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding, mom. I love you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I, it, I lost a lot. I mm. lost a lot of body mass. I lost, uh, you know, I was basically twig and bones. I mean, when I went back to the weight room for the first time ever, I was benching bar. That was yeah. it. You know, it was, I had, I was a wreck. Mm-hmm. I was, that was more degrading than anything else. You know, there was, there's just things that stick in my mind more than anything. Uh, there were some friends that were up one time. I, I guarantee like the thing is an embarrassment. You know, you, you always think about yourself and how embarrassed you were, but the people who saw you do the embarrassing things, how often do they actually remember that? <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. it was, um, you know, there was a time where I couldn't get off the couch by myself. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, no, no. They were like, oh, can I help you? I'm like, no, I'll get it. Just give me five minutes. Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. And then uh, going to the weight room, too, it was it was embarrassing, you know, because sure. I was at the top level, you know. Yeah. There wasn't anybody in my grade, you know. There was the standouts that were just as athletic as I was, just as strong as I was, but I was at the top I thought and you know right at the top with couple two three yeah and when I went in there for the first time I was like oh man like I maybe need to do this on my own yeah I need to get you know and it, it took a while but I you know I'm I'm back now yeah. I mean I think I'm I'm healthy as ever and so so I mean did the, was there any you know I mean I think you know, sometimes we kind of put that, you know, personal embarrassment on us or, or we, you know, think we look a certain way to other people. 
Was there any of that either from yourself or other people? You're like, hey, this is how I used to define myself and, and now I need to define myself a little differently or maybe people define me differently? Uh, yeah, maybe um, going into that, uh, you know, like I just gave you the story of what happened to me. Yeah. But I want to make the point more than ever that, that what happened to me happened to me and it was a building block in my life. I'm mm. not, I'm not, I don't find myself anyway defined by having cancer or being sick um, I'm much more than that, you mm-hmm. know, as a, especially as an adult, as a human being, I'm a much more than that. Like it was a time I don't talk about it a lot mm-hmm. so today coming on here to do this a little bit was like, okay, maybe I just need to just talk a little bit about it. And, but, but, but that's not, that's not who I am. Yep. Um, I don't want to be remembered for those three years. I, I want to be, I want to be the kid who was, God damn, if he could have wrestled, mm-hmm. watch out or you know, after that, it was like, okay, the career kind of took a tanker, mm-hmm. you know, um, let's get into coaching. And that was bam, you know, like that was how I rebounded. Let's get into coaching, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, people would bring it up. Like we'd, we'd go out places or to games and stuff and everybody'd be like, Hey, how you know, how you doing? And, you know, and they mean well by doing that. And I, I, you know, I, I'm absolutely fine. It's like, Oh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm great. I'm, you know, I'm fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I didn't always want to be stopped because it was like, <laughs> yeah. that's not, that's not me. You know, it, it, yes, it was what happened, but that's not who I am. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I remember it. I'll never forget it, mm-hmm. but part of me, you know, doesn't want to always remember it, you know, like, Oh yeah, I can remember that, you know, sure. and even with my wife, like we don't talk about it a lot, you know, Yeah. she knows the gist, she knows most of it. Um, and, you know, she dealt with some things with her family, medical-wise, too. So n- neither one of us like talking about that stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, and if it has to happen, it has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just grit through it. But I, I just, I'm not, I'm more than that. And, uh, I, you know, I think I try and prove that every day myself. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And is there, I mean, you kind of talked about your perspective through the whole thing. But now that you are a little removed from it. And you talked about how it's you're kind of a building block in your life. Do you feel that, you know, maybe it's given you a little sense of sounds a little cliche, but like, hey, like this is like I'm on borrowed time. Like I made it through that. Like I'm gonna yeah. do what I need to do with I this. I think time. so. Um, you know, I you know I, there's been times where it's like, Man, Luke, you really let yourself go here. You can back in the, <laughs> you can have back in the gym, put the donuts down, you know, just that kind of thing. Uh yeah, and I think that and like I do, I go out and enjoy myself like that, you know. Like yeah. oh, I'm gonna you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, you're gonna eat like a slob. But it's like right after Christmas stuff, it's like okay, I gotta change it, and I need to get back in the gym. I need to start eating healthier. I need to you know watch what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that I think that thing is you know that's right. You know, I but again, you know, what happened to me was probably a fluke. Yeah. You know? How often are you going to get all that? <laughs> I mean, <What>? yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was just, and it, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a better person today for it, but that's not, you know, that's for just how I represent myself. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I'd, I want to make sure, you know, you kind of mentioned your mom and your brother and stuff, but shout out to your family because, you know, I don't know your family super well, but from what I know, like just super supportive with everything. And I think of 
I think your mom's like the first person to like like and go see my brother anytime he's doing oh, stand-up. Yeah, absolutely. She's like, like the president uh, of the fan club. Yeah. So, I mean, just from an outside perspective. Logan too. actually called me about getting a taser, so I did that. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> she can come to the show, yeah, but she's no, got to sit no, in the back. <laughs> and my, my mom loves your family. Your mom and dad and my mom and dad have hung out before. You know, yeah. like they, it's it's great. Mm. So, and they they get a lot of similar things. You know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, did you think throughout the whole thing, I mean, you've always struck me as, and you talk here, just your own mental resiliency, but do you think even coming into that, that your family had a lot of that? I mean, you talk about like wrestling and stuff being a strong impact, but just the family support and sort of your family's mentality going into it. You know, my dad is one of the hardest working son of a guns you're ever going to meet. Yeah. And through the whole ordeal, he had to keep working, or we were going to drown. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of bills, there was everything else, but that guy just, he he, he blows me away, and thank God I got a lot of that mentality in me, because, you know, when I put my mind to work on something, I know, like, okay, you know, Dad's got to do the same thing. Sure. You know, and he does it day in and day out, so, and I get that a lot, that, from him. Yeah. Yeah, and Mom is, too. Mom's tough. You know, Mom... Mom had problems in her life with, you know, things too, and she gritted through it, you know. And Colby's the same way. Colby's, you know, he's going to bite and grit through it, you know, with his knee problem. He's just going to be like, hey, it is what it is, and we'll just get through it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Colby's your younger brother, for yes. those who don't know. Yep. But, yeah, and I, I just, that always kind of struck me too, as I feel like we're kind of similar background to that. It's just sort of blue-collar family, and that's like more than just profession but sort of the lifestyle the mentality sort right, of the expectations right. well and like you know when i came down to it with a kidney transplant my mom's like all right same thing she wasn't she got a job to do mm-hmm. you know she was going to be my mom and she was you know she wanted to do that it wasn't forced it wasn't you know and you know she brings it up more than i do i just i like i said i don't like talk about it much and, <laughs> yeah you know she'll bring it up and i'll just be like shh 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 <laughs> you know just and then and, and that's that's fine but i just you know that's how we we represent ourselves as a whole family you know sure so i mean now where you're at what are some things that motivate you now just in terms of i mean you talked about the coaching thing and those things but but i you know i still know you to this day to be you know kind of a driven guy and a focused guy what are the things that motivate you now or what do you look for now having like hey i've been through something not a lot of people have right um you know my i want to be successful mm-hmm. and no matter what i do um you know i started uh i went to college um and it was college was just college is a party for me i didn't take it seriously um you know the first thing i wanted was my coaching degree and we actually took that together yeah yeah so uh we went down to kirkwood and took that together um so i got that and then it was like all right got that guess i don't need to be a teacher to coach (laughs) you know and that was kind of what i was leaning towards i changed it up a little bit i ended up working here at wolds in st ansgar yep um i had no idea how big they are oh yeah um they're 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 huge you know they they sell all over the place and uh so i worked there for about six years um was unhappy with some things that was going on there and i ended up taking a job in leroy minnesota doing kind of the same thing i you know they brought me on with my you know i i sell agricultural rims and wheels for john deere case ih that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and they brought me on because they do a lot of that and uh so i worked four years there and then uh bulls actually had come to me and contacted me about coming back. They sure. had some shakeups that happened and some, in my opinion, much, much better things. 
and uh you know i we met a bunch of times and it was you know they you know they asked me one of my things was okay what's your you know what's what's your what's your goal in life and it was like it's a family yeah. you know i want to go you know like me and my wife we're gonna start a family and we're gonna be a damn good one at that <laughs> you, know, like, you know and like yeah. we're gonna have that house with a nice deck and a nice porch and you know we're gonna have the big backyard you know that kind of stuff and like that's 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 what motivates me now sure and i you know i've kind of stay, taken a step back from the wrestling thing mm-hmm. um you probably don't hear me screaming in there as much <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> but uh i want to get back into it mm-hmm. i think that's that's something that i just can't you know i the first year i took off because i broke my ankle and I was like, okay, well, I can't do nothing in there, you know. And then uh, the following year, I started working back at Wolds. I, I travel for them now, and even with the traveling, I, I there's I miss that aspect. I, I the wrestling's a part of my life that you know wrestling got me through what I got through. Yeah. I mean, there's you know family and stuff, yes, but you know my if watch a documentary on the brands brothers and see their mentality uh (laughs) those guys are they're nuts for what they do and they you know but uh that's kind of how i have taken it too and i i you know i that's wrestling is you know i'm a fanatic you know it's like okay rachel we gotta go home because there's a meet on at one o'clock i can't miss it (laughs) you know yeah so so talk to me a little bit about that because you know obviously i coach and always do athletics too and you know, I've always found that for me to be the case too, where it was, I mean, just good training for life. And I think that's something people miss sometimes that like, like, okay, maybe winning, you know, for me it was football and martial arts and things like those were kind of like the two that I was really competitive in and then played baseball and track, but to, uh, you know, was real good. Keep busy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's something to do. But Especially, I think those contact sports, you know, that are really physically demanding. I, I always saw it too. It's like, okay, maybe winning a football game isn't that important, but the life lessons that come from it, those can be extrapolated to anything. Oh, absolutely. You know, and my thing with wrestling too is, you know, and that was a lot of this, you know, like where my head was at, and you know, like I don't want to brag, but I was, I was good, mm-hmm. you know, when when it was mattered, you know, when I was still competing, um, but. You know, like, the thing with wrestling is it's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You ain't got a team to fall back on. You can't be like, that damn running back fumbled. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, if if it's a tournament and, you know, the one time that sticks in my head still to this day still pisses me off. Um, I was in overtime. Kid I'd never beat. And I'm like, I've got this. I've got it. Uh, he was on the bottom and I locked my hands. That's illegal. Yep. In the bot- when the opponent's on the bottom position, I lost on a penalty point. Ugh. I was so mad, you know. I just it, it still bothers me, and yeah. it shouldn't, but it does. That kind of yeah. stuff is gonna stick with you. Yeah. And uh, but that you know, I knew that I had two more matches left that day. So okay, how are you gonna do this? Are you just gonna crumble because you lost that one, or are you gonna come back and get second? Yeah, you know. So that's and that's how you know. Not everything's gonna go well, you know. Like with me being a sales rep, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I go out and I can go to one place and hit it out of the park. <laughs> and be like, yeah. God damn, that was successful. Mm-hmm. And then I can go to the next place, and they might as well just you know, escort me out the door because they don't <laughs> want to talk, you know. And it's like, yeah. but I know there's another place I got to go that day, so you just got to brush it off, you know. Sure. And that's, I mean, that's going to be anything in life, you know. You're going to have your ups and your downs, and you know, sometimes there's things that happen with just things that you can't control, like 
oh, my car did this, you know, and then all of a sudden this and this and this happened and everything piles on each other and you got a bad day, but then you just got to rebound from it. Yeah. Well, and that's, that always seems to be my impression too, as you're talking is, you, you know, I like, like stoic philosophy, you know, the idea of you control what you can control and then yep. you realize the things you can't control and you set that aside. Yep. Yep. So, and you kind of mentioned this was going to circle back to, we took that coaching class together. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We had a good time that <laughs> yeah, weekend. Yeah, it was. It was great. <laughs> yeah, we took some, it was like, what was it, like two like back-to-back weekends. Was it like a yeah, Friday, it was like Saturday, a Friday Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then it was two back-to-back weekends. Two weekends yep. in a row. And that was a lot of fun for me because, again, like we didn't hang out a lot in high school and stuff, just kind right. of different age gap or whatever. So that was kind of our first time hanging out. Right, right. We were kind of like these like two big goons sitting in right. these coaching classes, and neither yeah. of us lived down there or anything. My brother lived down there. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, and that was, you know, like before that, we knew each other. You know, we'd, we'd say hi and stuff. We were acquaintances. But then after those, you know, the, we became friends after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Um, I guess I don't know, man. I don't have many other questions. Is there anything else that you want to? Uh, how about your health? How's your stuff going? Uh, pretty good now. Um, yeah, you know, I've talked about mine a little bit here and there um, on the podcast stuff, but yeah, I mean, mine was you know not nearly as as life threatening or you know anything like that as yours, but maybe similarly weird, like so, it's sort of a strange like domino effect of things, right? Um, which mine actually started with, um, and I'm in no meaning trying to prod you to no, tell me or anything. no, no, I that's, just, that's all that. right. Well, and that, I mean, that's all right. Cause that kind of got us talking about doing something like this because right. I'm sure you saw too. And I saw too, like there's people who go through these things and, and you don't know about it or right. it is sometimes for some people it's maybe hard to talk about or others maybe it's not hard to talk about but like you said like i'm not focused on that i'm focused on other things right and i tend to be that way too where it's like yeah this is a thing that happened and whatever you keep right keep and that's on. that and like i said you know that what happened to me does not define me as a yeah. person it just it was something it was a building block to where i am today mm-hmm. and it you know like it happened i'll never forget about it but i don't want to talk about it all the time i don't want to remember it every day you know yeah. when somebody sees me and they say oh how you doing how's your health I'm like oh how's your ugly <laughs> it's not getting better you know? <laughs> like, you know not to be blunt or anything but it's just like sure. that you know yeah. like yep that well, kind of thing and i totally get that because you know i've whether it's on the blog or ever talked about like I had like kind of a series of of strange health things too, but you know, one of them being this bacterial infection that attacked like my digestive system. So essentially lost the ability to eat most everything for a while. I mean, there was a period where sipping water was the only thing I could do comfortably. So it's weird because I still eat a very, very regimented diet. And for people who know me and I hang around, you know, then it's old hat. You know, it's it's right. been five years now, so it's yep. you know I still make those adjustments, but that's fine. I feel well otherwise, but it is still kind of funny. Like if you're going out with people or something, you know, like you go, out, what do people do? They go, they eat and they drink. Right. I don't eat most foods and I don't drink. Right. Um. So, you know, then it's kind of like oh. You know, sort of like, hmm, so like, sorry. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I still hang out. Like, I still talk to people, you right, know. But, exactly. But it is a weird thing if that's how other people start to define you as like, or, you know, I mean, like, 
when you like the first time like going out to a restaurant then i don't order any food and people are like well you can't eat anything like well <laughs> like i can't eat most thing. things and i don't right. really want to run the risk of getting sick in the middle of us hanging right, out right um but then it you know people get comfortable one of my uh, good friends mike puts one of my best friends in the world a guy I taught with um and edward colesberg he approached it the way that like I appreciate where he like we'll go out somewhere and then like he'll get something to eat and then he'll joke about it. He'll be like, Would you sit outside? It makes me uncomfortable <laughs> right. watching me. Well eat, and you know, you know, like that's just it. Like people are trying to you know, people are trying to especially in this day and age, like eat healthier. Yep. You know, stuff like that. And then you go out somewhere and then you run to somebody and they're like Phew. Huh, nice chicken breast. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, sorry, man, I'm trying to watch myself. I'm not trying to do, you know, and yeah. that's the same thing. You know, like, you don't want to be called out on that or you well, don't want to talk yeah. about that. You're just, you're doing, you're living your life, you know. Yeah. Well, and did you find, too, because, you know, I think that just the perspective is interesting. Like, for me, you know, so I eat, like, chicken and quinoa and olive oil. Like, you know, a very few regimented that are, like, really healthy and easy to digest things yep. or whatever. And... You know, people say stuff like, oh, that would be terrible. It's like, well, the baseline was I felt horrible. I felt yeah, like, you know, absolutely. like, hey, if I feel like this for forever, like I don't want to live for very long right. and I can just sip water. Well, if that's the baseline, I'm like, dude, I can eat some stuff and I can work out, yep, whatever. Yep, like, Exactly. You know, and the thing is with some of that stuff, like, you know, like people are like, oh, you're you're doing that. You're eating that. Like you can still make things good if you want. You sure. Know, if you yeah. do enough research on your own to look at what you want to eat or what you, you know, what you want to take in. And, you know, there's, you know, there's that. Yeah. So. Well, and I, and I just appreciate your sentiment too, because that was always kind of how I tried to be too, where it was just, well, I don't, I don't, this is it. I mean, like there's nothing. Right. Complaining about it or being upset is not going to help any. So what can I do right now with whatever information I have? And yep. you just do yeah, it. Yeah. You just take it a, Take it a day at a time, just like no different than going to your job. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got to do that a day at a time. It's going to be <laughs> terrible one day, and the next day it's going to be great. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know, man. That's about... Uh, uh, I ain't got nothing else. All I had, but that was awesome. Well, that, you kind of you know covered all the stuff that I was really, I mean, wanted to hear. That was... I, you know, sitting good. in the truck, like when I'm driving and I'm listening to, you know, this podcast or this podcast and be like... Oh man, I I want to talk about that, or I want to say that, or you know, like how you know how do you want to talk about it? You yeah, know, I didn't want to come in here and sound well. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I was a little nervous coming in, like I, you know I've never done this, but um, other than you know flailing my arms around and talking with my hands, uh, <laughs> you know I, I feel like it, it went pretty smoothly. Oh yeah, I thought it was awesome, man. I just appre yeah. whatever. I appreciate your mentality and appreciate you and uh, thanks for coming on, man. I you think bet. it's thank a great you, message uh, for everybody. Thanks and, for having me. I really yeah, appreciate this. It was awesome. Well, thanks a lot. That's episode six with Luke Fossey. Thanks. <laughs>